I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 19th of January, 2022. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, startups, with your hosts, Nadine Blaney and David Scott. Great to be back. Nice to be back with you as well, Scotty. Pretty dismal day out there here in Sydney. Don't want to know what it's like around the rest of the country, although I do know that it's very hot in Perth. Uh, Look, it's a dismal finish for this market. There's no other way to put it. pretty painful. We're looking forward to the U.S. session, which looks like it may be off to a weak start. Yeah, going to air right now. The uh, S&P E-minis are the futures down about two-thirds of a percent, adding to the 1.5% slide that we saw last night. NASDAQ futures down by a percent. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's broken a lot of technical mm-hmm. levels, uh, so really key to go watch that tonight. If it doesn't manage to go and snap back through that, it uh, be really, really key. Of course, a lot of it will come down to what happens with long bond yields just continuing to sell off the day here in Asia. U.S. Treasuries, Aussie yields are benchmark up above 200 basis points ever so briefly. So that uh, that pain is still there when it comes to long duration and uh, the value of future cash flows. Yeah, just bracing for tighter U.S. monetary policy. We've got oil prices hitting their highest since 2014. There's a outage on a pipeline from Iraq to Turkey. There's global political tensions. It's blown up. Yeah, it's it's all <laughs> happening great. there in the oil market. So it's sitting around one week highs. Um, but yeah, we saw the XJO down by about one percent. Uh, The Nikkei hitting a three-month low. Again, technology stocks really hitting our market hard, really hitting the Japanese market hard. Um, Yeah, it's... um it's it's pretty pretty poor out there as we await any word from the Fed, the U.S. Fed, the global central bank. Yeah. Do you think though it's too soon for a hike to come from the next meeting? Well, it don't. It won't be next week. Let's be uh, let's be certain about that. Some are some are now pricing that markets are are looking pretty solid. Yeah, but that's just that's just uh, reflective of just how ahead of themselves so many people have got in this. Uh, this year is like a parallel universe to anything I've seen <laughs> up until like two months ago it was like oh it's got to be easy and it's got to be like no so much stimulus out there and then all of a sudden just because the Federal Reserve minutes came out from the December meeting which were pretty damn hawkish at the time and the market just shrugged it off and all of a sudden this year everyone's saying it's, oh my goodness the Fed's going to be hiking mm-hmm. a gazillion times well uh, I reckon there's probably between Buckley's and none and that's going to take place I agree it would be a policy mistake It um, it's not necessarily needed at this time i mean what do you think though of the prospect of a 50 basis point hike coming uh, you know say march not going to happen it's not going to happen uh, uh why would the fed want to go and up in the cart 
Uh, in that case, why didn't they go and end QE back in December? And why didn't they start hiking uh, then? Or why didn't they go and hike at this meeting? Now, of course, they still may, but uh, it's really unlikely. Um, markets, I don't know what it is about the moment, but there's this impatience to go and get things done so quickly, pricing everything so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reckon we're due for a short-term correction here. I reckon yields are due a bit of a pullback and uh, some of those uh, long-duration names, particularly in the tech space, probably a snapback, um, at least in the short term. But expectations are just way ahead of themselves. I've got more to go and say about what I think the Fed should do. I'll write about that later this week ahead of the meeting next week. Okay, so looking forward to that. Look... Um Regardless, uh, some say there's some pretty good bargains to be had out there, particularly in the tech space, particularly when it comes to some tech names here in Australia. Nick Morton from Resonant Asset Management named a few of those. You can access that interview via the show notes. We had BHP out today with its quarterly. He talks about that as well. BHP finishing the day down by about two, uh, about a quarter, sorry, of one percent. Uh, Harvey Norman did really well today. It was up by 3% off the bro- back of a broker <laughs> upgrade. In broker moves we trust. Interesting. And Megaport was the, the biggest loser by percentage change on the 200. It was down by close to 16% after a quarterly report. Um, yeah, market did not like it. I saw Data3 got caught up in that as well. Yeah, but Data3 did really well yesterday after a quarterly. So it's just giving back some of the big gains we yeah. saw through that session. Um Look, we're getting more. We're getting more from companies ahead of reporting season. So just stick with us, and we'll continue to keep you updated on those as they come in throughout the day. We're live this week from 10 a.m. on Ausbiz.com.au, and uh, after Australia Day, we're getting back to it, Scotty. We'll be live 8:30 Eastern, and uh, after set the uh, the alarm clock a bit earlier. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, look, um, so that was the day. Look, we saw Macquarie off by four percent. Kicking myself for not asking Ben Clark from TMS Capital if that's looking really tempting to buy in now. Um, I know that I speak with many experts that say, if you ever see Macquarie go down, don't low that 200 mark, it is a buy. Mm. Um, speaking of Ben, if you'd like to catch that interview, he does give a buy, hold, sell. I'm not going to give it away. You'll have to find it on the website or the app. Hey, what conversations did you have today that you thought were particularly interesting, Scuddy? had a good chat with uh, Jody Paul uh, mm-hmm. about uh, workplace uh, uh Challenges posed by Omicron uh, when it comes to vaccine mandates, it comes to uh, isolation periods and just some of the challenges here. And he's quite uh, pessimistic when it comes to the dynamic uh, for employers and employees this year, given uh, so much uncertainty that exists. Also, I had a, mate with, uh, a chat with my mate, Comic Alarcus from Statewide Super, the chief investment officer there, about uh, how to go in position for this uh, particular marketplace from a diversified portfolio's perspective. And he's actually finding a little bit of value in uh, those long bonds. So he's, mm. been, he's, he's keeping a close eye on what's going on that part of the curve and thinks that maybe uh, there's a you know, bit of a uh, bit of money to be made and well at the other uh, front end he's uh, well of the same view that uh, there's not going to be anywhere near as many hikes as what the markets are pricing in hmm. okay interesting uh look it was pretty interesting to see that westpac consumer sentiment read um the line from westpac itself was just resilient you know not seeing the same impact on sentiment as the previous lockdowns the delta wave had so you know here's hoping scuddy that uh, we're we're getting our um, our heads together when it comes to omicron when it comes to this never ending pandemic when it comes to covid you know we're really we're really looking at the health outcomes improving which is fantastic and and hopefully you know we can we can get people out and about and spending and back to work and everything else i i had a good conversation um just to end the day with a gentleman in an HR consultancy who has crunched the data, the ABS data, which he says is better than most out there and is 
speak, you know, the ABS speaks to more people than, you know, some other groups. And he says this idea of the great resignation is, it's a myth. It's yeah, a myth. It's, it's a just b- not in the data. Bollocks. It just makes a good headline. That's a bollocks. Go have a look at the, uh, the number of uh, employed Australians out there at the moment. Yeah. It's, uh, no one's resigning. There might be people who are going and changing positions, which is fair enough. The great resignation. I don't think enough Australians made uh, money off crypto uh, to go and, and make Exactly. That. Yeah, everybody's just going to decide that they can stop working, right? Yeah, oh. and even maybe some of those crypto holders or hodlers uh, might have to go and get a job soon if uh, <laughs> the current trend uh, is maintained. I'm going to leave that one there. We had a good talk with Kraken today. It will be up online, and that was a little bit of a retrospective on 2021, but also what is expected to come in 2022. Speaking of crypto, you can go in and look at that. Uh, hey, look, uh, we don't really need to go through more of the news. You can go to the Ausbiz website. We've got it all up there. We spoke with the CEO, Andrew Alcock of Hub24, uh, which was also out with quarterlies today. Um, we are not expecting any massive uh, economic data out tonight. We do get a couple reads on building and housing in the U.S., but um, really, the conversation is still going to be all about treasury yields, long duration, about valuations for these tech companies. Throw in Microsoft, it's mega deal with Activision. And you've got the, the, the start of, uh, of the session conversation. Yeah. Earnings will be one of those key areas that we're looking at as well. Uh, yeah. That'll be probably the driving force uh, along with, uh, with bond yields. The speculation about what the Fed will do will continue. Uh, this blackout period, uh, it's one of the unfortunate things. I love them because I, 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 the Fed speaks too much. I love hearing the you know, ideas and you know, providing clarity, but sometimes it's overkill. But this is what you get. You get these periods where there's lots of uncertainty mm-hmm. and everyone just goes and speculates. So we'll see what the Fed does next week. But uh, Very so different from our own RBA. They're much more verbose than our own central bank. Yeah, and we've got a meeting coming up in just a couple of weeks, first yeah, one of the year. We get our inflation report next week as well. But I've got to say the RBA have not you know, covered themselves in glory over the past uh, past couple of years. And there's got to be a bit of pressure coming on RBA Governor Philip Lowe because he's the other uh, person who's in control. And uh, there's been a few instances we've been pretty embarrassing on the global stage as to how things have been handled. So we'll see what happens this year. Well, we've got jobs data tomorrow at 11.30 and that will cover that off nicely. I'll be speaking with Bob Desmond. Looking forward to it from Claremont Global. No doubt he'll have some insights into what's been happening in the quarterlies and what he would like to see. Also, Har Money uh, was out today with the quarterly. We'll be speaking with the CEO, David Stevens. That's just to get the day started. Oh, Alistair McLeod from Wheelhouse. One of my fa- I've got a lot of favorites. I've got to stop saying that. I really, really, really think we've got quality guests on this uh, on this program, um, look, you'll be speaking with uh, Stephen Miller from GSFM. That'll be great for you. A little bit of a central bank <laughs> chat. <laughs> Chew the fat. Macro matters. Um, so look, we we hope to see you tomorrow. As I mentioned, we're on a little bit later these days, live from 10 a.m. But you can always catch up with things via the website or the app. Now, I just got the big uh, the big. Signal from our producer. I forgot about the stock of the day. BHP. How could I forget about BHP? It was the stock of the day. Here's what Kashi's guests had to say. Look, all pretty good on the production side. You know, the underlying themes, uh, I think there's some, some tailwinds there. But then you, you, you sort of um, compare that to the headwinds, which are, well, what is going to get going to happen uh, with the global economy going forward? And I'm not even going to try and answer that one in a, in a one-hour show. Uh, and then I think the unification is very interesting and um, in two parts. And then obviously you've got the Woodside merger. So I think they're the bigger picture issues that will drive... Um, you know, BHP, the value of BHP in the near term. Absolutely hold it. It has had a fantastic run over the last few weeks and therefore I think it's a little bit maybe prone to a little bit of a pullback. But medium to longer term, yeah, I, th- I still think it's a, it's a core portfolio holding. Absolutely. <laughs>
I've liked BHP for some time, and I agree with Carl on the whole basis, and I also agree that it's a, a fundamental part of portfolios. It does stretch across a number of uh, new age materials, including nickel, and with the diversification out of oil and gas and coal to some extent, but um, there are some risks out there. Just a quick one, BHP v Rio. Mm. What do you prefer, Henry? Uh, BHP. Well, that was Henry Jennings from Marcus Today and Carl Capulinga from Think Markets. And that uh, they, they both like BHP, definite hold, but uh, they wouldn't necessarily be buying at these levels, yeah. Scuddy. Both said that's had a pretty good run, which it has, of course. And uh, the, when it came to the choice between that and Rio Koshi, when it asked them, they uh, both agreed that BHP was the preferred pick in that space. Due future to focus. Future focus. Well, listen, um, Scuddy, I do hope you stay dry. Have a good evening. Hope so too. I don't have an umbrella. Anyway, we'll I'll see I how. Now I never have an umbrella. We'll see how that Ridiculous. goes. All right. Have a good night. See you tomorrow. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.